Tom Bernard Show with Reptile Vashem MD Hackmaster. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. It's Cassie Schrader. I can say I can't do it. Cassie Schrader. Cassie. You got a good Cassie. name. Cassie. You got a good name for that actor. Winnie. I How do you spell Winnie. your last name? Schrader. S C H R A D E R. Yeah. That's R A D E R. Uh huh. Because I think every time I write out a check, I spell it wrong. Most. I don't notice. Neither does the bank. Schroeder. I'm going to Shredder. Well, you don't get the English. Would you don't put an E in there? A E. No, they dropped it. See, that's the part I couldn't figure out. So it's just Raider. Shredder. Yep. Shredder. 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 Love. S C H R A D E R. Shredder love. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business that started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and you are correct. Kristen Burt was not on today because she's on some TV show. Big shot. TV. Kristen Burt. Typical. That's all I have to say. Yes, I did hit the hook thing. But anyway. um, I'd like to see it. I wonder what she's uh, uh, filming. Do you know what she's filming? She's not filming. She's usually on her Twitter. (laughs) That Uh, and Abilba, just like Cher. Let's see. Ashkenazi Um, Kabilba. Okay, she just said happens. that she was going to be on set today. Didn't say for what, mm. so it might be top secret. You never know. Maybe she's bringing back my three sons and the Beverly. What was that woman's name? The, the who ended up marrying Fred McMurray at the end of the show. Oh, I well, that what was. was. What was her name? Beverly. I didn't really watch that show. Sills? No, not but Beverly Sills. Sills. It's something like Beverly Hills, Beverly Sills. I watched it for a little bit, what but I didn't really that? like that show. That's that noise that you're hearing. Someone's drilling. That's a drill? I thought <laughs> I thought you were bringing up some rock and roll. I thought it was a fire alarm. Thank God you told me it was a drill. <clears throat> I was ready to break for the door. Beverly Sills is a, an opera singer. It's an opera singer, yeah. No, Beverly... Hillbillies. No. In no. My Three Sons. My Three Sons. The woman who eventually Beverly married... Beverly Garland? Beverly Garland. That's exactly who it is. Beverly Garland. Very attractive young woman. President Donald Trump supporters began threatening to boycott Kevin Hart after the comedian threw a couple of jabs at the commander-in-chief during oh. the 2018 MTV VMAs. Of course they did. 
While pre- presenting the Knights with Night School co-star Tiffany Haddish, Hart told the star-studded audience that in his uh, in this venue they were allowed to kneel, referencing NFL players protesting during the national anthem. He continued, "You can do whatever you want. There's no old white men to stop you." Oh my God! Uh, why don't you guys just play that bit right into the ground? Hart, 39, then compared the unpredictable awards show, actually, and annually known for generating content. <laughs> There's like a halftime buzzer now. <laughs> Heart 39 then compared the unpredictable awards show annually known for generating controversial moments to Washington, D.C. At the VMAs, beefs pop off, bad language, people run to the bathroom and send out crazy tweets, Hart said. It's basically like a typical day at the White House. In your face, Trump. Suck it. You got offended by that? Who can... People been going... Don't forget, Larry Wilmore referred to President Obama as the Big N at the congressional dinner. (laughs) Remember that? He called him the Big N, right? The President of the United States calls him the Big N. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, It ruined his career. Yeah, but (laughs) they have no no filter. No filter. We're just going to throw it out there. No well, filter. I'm gonna go to a, I'm gonna go to one of the congressional dinners with Trump and call him you honky bastard. What do you think? I don't think so. No, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Twitter user at Lord underscore Oil. Okay. <laughs> Predicted Hart's downfall. Kevin Hart, the decline starts now. Enjoy your night of sticking it to the man. It's all downhill from here. I look. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Trump detractor. I think anybody who wants to be president is nuts and arrogant as hell. You name a president lately who has not been extremely arrogant. There is no such thing. No. Oh, I don't. Oh, you can't. You don't have to have that personality to do it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What a bunch. And what what president doesn't get uh, jokes about? Exactly. That's that's just. Standard. If he just took a couple shots at Trump, it's so just what? okay. So what? It just he didn't spend his whole monologue or his whole time there talking about Trump. No, he took a couple shots. Take a shot. Great. At Bobby J. Cole Jr. Uh, expressed how disappointed they are with Hart. I really didn't think you were that type of person to speak bad about our president like you did tonight. Very disappointed. I just don't. Why would you? Be, he was taking shots at the president. Who cares? He's the president, and he's worth about $8 billion, and he's going to be worth about $100 billion because he's, he's teeing up every business opportunity he possibly can on our sure. dime. Mm-hmm. He is. I mean, there's no question Does that he, he is. Does he know Jesse? Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, gee, here's a guy who did something. Uh, I, I think that just social media, people haven't even read the story, and they're already making comments. I, know. I mean, it's just everything is just so over. You are 100% correct. Everything yeah. is just way over the top. All of you, calm down. Everybody, so everybody wants to play the victim. I'm so upset that I shut yeah, up. How did this become the cultural norm? And to be whiny and pissy yeah. and moany. Or to be a victim, to be the victim. Yeah, it's Everybody's a victim. Everybody's a victim. I've been victimized. I have been victimized. I have been subject. I've been vic- I've been lorded over. I'm victim. Don't bring up the lord again around me. Okay? <laughs> you know, I'm starting to get ahead. <laughs> we're creating a culture of codependency. That's what I think. We're yeah, doing. probably it's true. It's like we have to be. Our, that, our, that's our, unhealthy, by the way. Well, yeah, but it's like it's getting to the point where our own self health depends on other people's behavior you know what i mean yeah like, i know it's like I, who cares just shrug huh. does it affect you in your life in any way shape or form no then move on only if you, you know? read social media yeah the only time i get upset with people is if it directly affects me or my family that's it you know okay. like dave sorry no, I just continue because I just saw something. I, I, I have to get off this planet. <laughs> You're moving off the planet now. So go ahead and finish. You said something uh, about Dave. Dave posted something about the the pink tax. Yes, yes. And then somebody apparently said something inappropriate, and he tagged he tagged me saying that he was sorry for that comment. And I don't even know what he's talking uh, about. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of confused. I, I unless he removed it before oh, okay. I saw it. Right. Um, so I'll ask him about that. I think somebody was starting to. 
some man was starting to rail on women complaining about it. What the pink ta- what they're saying the pink tax is is that you'll have a product like a woman described uh, Those, razor blades. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, shaving. Yeah. The razors. disposable razor. Yeah, I know what razor blades. And you are. had I might use one on my wrist right after I read this next. <laughs> yeah, you had women's. Uh, disposable razors and men's disposable razors mm-hmm. they're basically the same thing just different colors yet the women's were more expensive yeah right exactly because yeah that's true women have a tendency to spend money or not really spend mo- more money but when shopping uh women probably have they're more apt to spend a little bit more than a yes, man would. I think that's true well it's always it's kind of the joke you know when a woman goes shopping the a husband asks oh What'd you buy? He goes, oh, it was on sale. It was $40 when it was really like forty nine ninety five or something. But a man would say it would be forty nine ninety five. Yeah, okay. So that, it was, it's that kind of vein. I, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. Okay, I have to ask you a question, and you'll understand during the story when I, why I'm asking the question. Mm-hmm. How many women have walked on the moon? Zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. 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 As far as I know. Everybody agreed? Not one woman's ever walked on the moon. Correct. Not that I know of. Yeah, not that I know of. Okay. Nicki Minaj won Best Hip Hop for Chun Li. I don't even know what Chun Li is. What is that? Uh, She's a character from Street Fighter. Oh, well, there it is. The Queen Hitmaker might have won for Chun Li, but her disapproval of presenter Tiffany Haddish's dig at Fifth Harmony caught viewers' attention. I don't know who Tiffany Haddish is. I don't know who Fifth Harmony is. <laughs> I don't and I don't care who Nicki Minaj what, what, is. What their, what their oh, conflict Fifth, is. Fifth Harmony is just a, a girl singing group. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, well, you're going to have to translate this next line for me because I have no idea what the hell she's saying. Okay. All right? And then comes the really annoying part of this story. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is from MSN. MSN News is the one who came up with this, the, the closing line. Okay. So remember, it's MSN. Dot com. Uh, Nicki Minaj said to Tiffany Haddish, don't be coming for Fifth Harmony because Normandy is that bitch. Hmm? Normandy? N-O-R-M-A-N-I. Maybe can, can we run this through Cher? It's like a translation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a Cher deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It might be she a Cher deal. translate it for it's us. Maybe Cher approved. Yeah. And that Music industry. Normandy is... Cher's our enigma machine. We run it through there and we'll get the code out. Normandy is a member of Fifth Harmony, apparently. Okay, well, does, oh. what does that bitch mean? I don't know. She's, the, she's like the greatest or something? Because that Nicki bitch is... Nima- Nicki Minaj defended her, it says, so right. apparently it's a good thing. Oh. Uh, don't be coming for Fifth Harmony because Normandy is that bitch. Mm. Oh, kind of like the like HBIC. That bitch in charge? Mm-hmm. I'm I, assuming I just don't this. get it. And then MSN.com closed with this line. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicki Minaj said while accepting her moon person. Moon person? It's not a moon, a man on the moon anymore. It's oh. now a moon person. Don't go to hell. Oh, my God. I, I can't it's take the moon it man. Only men have walked on the moon. Doesn't mean they're better than women or the women aren't, weren't included or whatever. Jesus, can we let anything go? Is it moon person? At first when I read it, I went, what the hell does that mean, moon person? Ugh. Oh, that's right. It's an astronaut holding up the flag on the moon, right? Moon right. Isn't that what the statue is? Yeah. Moon Man. It was called Moon Man. Now it's called Moon Person. Moon Person. Uh, leave me alone. Honest to God. So Just get away from me. Do you want me to get you Elon Musk's number so you can get on that uh, one of those first SpaceX rockets to yeah, Mars? Yeah, <laughs> that's going to go really well, isn't it? I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to now from now on refer to Catherine as my partner person. Your partner person. Here's my, my partner pee-pee? person. Yeah, here's my pee-pee. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing, especially around the kids. Yeah, that's exactly what I'll be doing, Catherine. Pee-pee-pee. Pee-pee-pee. Best person. person. Do we really need to say moon person? Do you think that women were just excluded from going to the moon? Uh, It's a moon I bet there were at least 10,000 female applicants, and they threw them in the garbage for unqualified males. That's my guess. I didn't, and I don't think ever at home. Oh, Ralph, you've got to see. Catherine, did you see Madonna in her African garb? <laughs> in her I garb. Don't in her... Care Here about it Madonna comes. Enough to look at a picture of her. Here it comes. Here you can unplug it. Oh, there there she is. Want to. Don't Here make she me. Is. There she is. <laughs> look at that. Oh, whatever. What a joke. What a circus. 
She is just and then she's like got, I said. She's I've got these never... bangles on her wrist, and she's got black robes on. What a loser! <sighs> she's not nice. And she, and she went to England to get the bad teeth, I guess. Too. Yeah, look at those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she went there and got her teeth beat up. All right, let's leave her alone. Uh, let's she not might be. Leave her cra- alone. I think she's crazy. You need to leave crazy people alone. Why are why is everybody worth five hundred billion dollars crazy? I don't Explain know, but if somebody would give me five hundred billion, I'll see if I act crazy within a year, and we'll have a. We'll write a book about it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the 500 million first. Exactly. What was that old story, wasn't it, about the woman wins the lottery and she comes home and she's got a monkey with her? My husband goes, what are you doing? She goes, I won the lottery. won millions of dollars in the lottery. And he he goes, well, what's the monkey for? And she says, teach it to cook and get the F out. She brings home a monkey. That's really nice. Teach it to cook and get the F out. Really? Catherine, don't laugh so hard at that. You know, you have to laugh really uh, hard at that. Then it settled into a dream. Oh, okay. Oh, now apparently, Why are you so acting out like it's so bitter? bitter. She is bitter. Mean She's spirit. backstabbing. It's unbelievable. Uh, Kendall Jenner. Now, is that the one who's a billionaire and she's only 20 years old? Or 21 now, I think, maybe? It's another group I just don't keep tabs on. Yeah, I don't either. Couldn't care less. (laughs) Kendall Jenner has managed to once again offend an entire community of people. Everybody's offended about everything in the news today. Everyone's a victim. I'm a victim. It's terrible. The latest group to dislike her, fellow models. I didn't know Kendall Jenner was a model. Model is a very loose term. It is a loose term. She's a celebrity. It means someone who takes pictures of themselves and puts them on Instagram. I think she actually is in fashion shoots. Oh, is she? Because she owns a fashion line. Uh, Because she's a famous person who bought her way into the industry. And if you put your fashion on her, then she... You'll sell more and yep. blah, 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 blah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Over the weekend, Love Magazine shared an Instagram photo of Jenner along with a caption from a recent interview, and it's her words that are ticking people off. Since the beginning, we've been super selective about sh- what shows I would do, she said. I was never one of those girls who would do like 30 shows a season or whatever the F those girls do. Yeah, why should she work that hard? Exactly. <laughs> why should I don't she? Really, why is it so offensive what she said? If they want to work that hard, that's up to them. That's all she said. Maybe it's because she's putting herself, like, she's superior to them. Look, she doesn't put, have to do it. Let's put it this way I don't wish to be put in a position where I'm defending Kendall Jenner. <laughs> what the hell? Yes, you that's do. offensive. <laughs> it is offensive, dude. The other way to look at it is that maybe she's not asked to do 50 shows. A well, year. that's a possibility, you know, maybe too. Maybe she's one or two because she might fit in. How tall is she? She, is she is she is she the standard uh, six foot? You We're know, talking about Kendall. Yeah, Kendall Jenner. Uh, yeah. Model. I mean, they're 80. just hangers. Those women are just hangers for clothes. She is five ten. Five ten. Okay, well, she could do it. I, I I seriously don't. I don't want to ever quit radio or podcasting ever. I want to do it until the day I die. Because here comes another one. <laughs> Sports Illustrated swimsuit talent Vita Sadorkina said, maybe those girls need to pay their bills. That's why they're doing 30 shows. No words. How offended. (laughs) Then Irina Derzhanovic said, never been so indirectly and publicly offended in my whole entire life to be called a supermodel. How easy it comes to you. Uh What does that even mean? They're jealous. They're jealous. And she, and she, she did... She did make herself sound like she was. I understand, but you're making me defend Kendall Jenner, well, and it's really pissing me off. Well, she also comes from a family of billionaires, so hey, your father it made with for what it is. Father made a lot of money hiding murder weapons for O.J. Simpson. She's, Come on, she's a rat, and that's who she is. We'll right, no, right. actually, Bruce Jenner is her dad. Or, yeah, but her. Oh, uh, oh, that's right. She's not a Kardashian. Robert yeah. Kardashian. So she's not related to Robert at all. No. Oh. No. Just the mother. She's a half sister of the Kardashians. Yeah. Okay. I need a flow. That's sure. We'll be back to Humbert Hard Show. <laughs>
John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have... Internet order entry and real-time tracking. You know, I had Priority Courier Experts account rep in here about a month ago, and... Who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the Twin Cities' largest, most reliable on-call courier service. What's that number? Because the next package is... Going with Priority Courier Experts. Already dialing 651-748-4477. Priority Courier Experts. Can we help you? Can you ever. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Hey, don't be fronting the hibbity jibbity or whatever. Nina Minaj, what's her name? Noni Minaj. Noni Minaj. Noni Nana Minaj. Fronting the hibbity jibbity. It's true. That came from Bob Sansiger. <laughs> he was talking about it. I don't remember what it was. He was. I think it was the first rap song he ever heard. And he come. Hey, Tom. Tom, <laughs> do you hear this new music? Is this rap music? Oh, oh, oh great hibbity jibbity. <laughs> Settle down, Sansevier. He's all whipped up about rap music. That must have been 30 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably Rapper's Delight. Like yeah. Ra- See, I liked Rapper's Delight, yeah. though. And the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> the Shooka Hill Gang. Ah, that, that was a funny song, actually. But I think they kind of lost the... And I do like California Love. We don't after John, is it Yoshu, Andy, J-O-S-U-E in Spanish? J-O-S-U-E. J-O-S-U-E. Josue. Josue. Assuming that's even a real name. It says, after Josue Portillo crossed the United States illegally in 2015, he settled on Long Island and sought to join the same gang, MS-13, that was terrorizing his hometown in El Salvador. Uh... I still, I'll never forget when those MS-13 tagging on, on bridges and buildings, they were spray painting MS-13 on, to, just to show that MS-13 was now in Minneapolis and St. Paul, too. And the guy called and he goes, man, you guys are talking about this gang, it's called MS-13? You really straightened me out, man, because I tell you what, I saw all its things, and I thought it said MSB, and I'm going... Why are people tagging like the Minnesota School of Business? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough school. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota School of Business or MS thirteen? It's one of those. MSB. <laughs> 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 oh, it's very funny. Uh, that was terrorizing his hometown in El Salvador on April 11, 2017. Authorities say he took part in executing four young Latino men oh. in the woods behind a suburban soccer field. A sensational crime that drew national attention became a rallying cry in President Trump's crackdown on illegal immigration. Well, were the men he executed in MS-13? Because uh, it doesn't say. Mm. What well, says here? Um, Josue Portillo. Josue. That's how you say it. Josue, Josue yeah. Portillo. Yeah. I, Mr. Oh, Portillo is in MS-13. Yeah, that's what so, I said in the but paragraph. You said he fled El Salvador because of MS-13. That's what he, yeah. He, he so came he fled MS-13 and join then MS-13 joined. here. Smart guy. Yeah. Mr. Portillo, now 17. 
He was so he fled 15 also. at the time when... 15? Yep, that's gangs. They recruit young people who are too dumb to know better. Mr. Portillo, now 17, pleaded guilty on Monday to federal racketeering charges for his role in the four murders, according to prosecutors. Authorities initially charged him as a juvenile in July 2017, along with nine other gang members or associates in the murder of the four young men. Justin Levicura, or it's, was it B. Eustine? I don't know. Michael Lopez Banegas, Jefferson Villalobos, and Jorge Tigre. Uh, but even though Mr. Portillo was just shy of 16 years old at the time of the killings, the judge in the case decided that he should be charged as an adult because of the severity of the crime. Mr. Portillo, Judge Joseph F. Bianco of District Court in uh, Central Islip said he was charged with four heinous premeditated murders and posed a danger to the community. Mr. Portillo's grandmother had sent him to be with his mother on Long Island to avoid the gang in El Salvador, but he came here and then joined it anyway. The record reflects that he sought out the MS-13 gang and was an active, willing participant in its violent culture. Judge Bianco wrote in the order released on Monday, more so Mr. Portillo killed the young men, the court documents show, with the understanding that he would be promoted within the gang. He massacred four people at 15 years old. That's incredible. What horrible. the hell? What the... Man. Uh, it doesn't say... Thank God it doesn't say how he killed them, because i got to believe that... Uh, Oh, yeah, here you go. The court filings added new details. The account of a gruesome night showing that Mr. Portillo participated in planning meetings weeks before the murders when they were focused on one victim who, in the end, escaped. On April 11th, Mr. Portillo set the events in motion. He texted two teenage girls, telling them where to lure the victims and relying, uh, relaying that information to his fellow gang members. In addition to using machetes and knives, the attackers beat their victims that night with tree limbs. So tree limbs in the beatings and then knives and machetes to slice them up into little bits. And you did this when you were 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I think you got a rough adulthood coming, kid. I'll just, I'm here to tell you. Although it's going to all be in prison, so. Well, Dad must have been at work. Yeah, he must have been at work. Well, I don't quite understand. Why, well, I don't quite why they, he's charged with racketeering rather than murder. Yeah. Well, he no pled guilty to that, too, but I guess he's also racketeering. I don't know. He plead guilty to everything? Yep. He should plead guilty to everything. I feel like once you've killed three people, more charges are kind of redundant. Because you're probably not getting out. Mm, probably not true. Oh, God. This well, will turn you. into a weapon to catch Molly Tibbetts' killer. Uh, what will turn into a weapon? Tibbetts. Uh, yeah, the 20-year-old uh, Molly Tibbetts. They found her body this morning. Really, really a sad story. I don't really want to read this story. It's just no. too sad. This young woman, she she looks like a little kid. I know she was 20 years old, but she looks like this sweet little kid. I don't know why, but I suppose they just murder whomever they wish to murder now. It just, uh, who knows why someone would have wanted to kill her, but what can I tell you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, PETA push leads to change on animal cracker boxes. Yeah, the the... Um, you look at the picture now. I'm going to bring oh, this no, up. No, it just looks like a They're wandering together. Yeah. yeah, see, now basically what's happening <laughs> is uh, the, the uh, zebra, the elephant, the lion, the giraffe, and the ape are all just walking along like they're having a nice stroll in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> they got the Abbey Road thing going. They do. It's like Abbey Road for animals. <laughs> As I said, it looks crap. like a scene from Lion King where all the animals are coming to see the the cub king born. I know. And yeah. I oh, remember as a kid, God. I was so excited to go to the grocery store and I could buy that little box of yep. sure. animal crackers. And the, yeah, that's bizarre. Um, do you think that the animals will get the progressive message about how they're supposed so. to get along? And I I will, what, I, do you th what do you think the lions are going to start eating when they can't hunt anymore? I, I, tofu. Bean curd. Bean curd. I live right by the Minnesota Zoo, so I'm assuming I'm going to hear a bunch of animals cheering <laughs> that, that finally... They have a voice mm -hmm. with the animal cracker world. Right. Animal cracker world. <laughs> yep. They'll be exactly singing right. Kumbaya tonight. Yeah. We probably wouldn't want to see lions, elephants, and gorillas at a local zoo on or circus busting out from behind bars, but on Nabisco's updated animal cracker packaging, going cage-free has been deemed perfectly safe. USA Today reports the company has removed any depiction of cages on its boxes of Barnum's animal snacks after PETA complained to parent company Mondelez, or Mondelez, 
It's L-E-Z, though, so I don't know what that would be, Andy. What, is that Mondelez? I guess it depends on what language that is. I guess. Mondelez International, 2016. Circus animals are often mistreated. When Peter reached out about Barnum's, we saw this as another great opportunity uh-huh. to, keep, uh, con- to, to continue to keep this brand modern. And PETA approves. The new box perfectly reflects that our society no longer tolerates the caging and chaining of wild animals for circus shows. How do they have any influence? Like, who cares what they think? Because social media will drive a company crazy, and they'll start uh, (laughs) protesting. Is the girl crazy? Honestly, though, what, what age group do you think they're targeting with animal crackers they're like toddlers mm-hmm. what's the first thing they eat when they pick up an animal cracker the head the head, the head. they bite it right that's off our... <laughs> so well that's because like we've toddlers have not been them. trained well enough that'll be our guest i'm guessing guesting you're guesting hello hello angela is it is it you angela it is I. It, it, it is I. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, do the hustle without the hassle. Why are so many gig workers suing employees? Now, what is a gig worker, Angela? A gig worker is someone who does not have a full-time job. So, in the old days, we called them consultants and freelancers. <laughs> ah. In the old days. Like us. In the old days. Uh, God, You're by the way, days. Angela, because the system that I use to, to uh, post guests on my computer screen, once in a while it'll cut off a letter from somebody's name. So on my screen it says your name is Angela Heat. <laughs> so there you go. Heat. Well, you know that's Heath. better than what I get sometimes. They put a D in the front of my name instead of an H. And that's really... Angela weird. Death? Yeah. Angela Death. Death. Yeah. Yes, you know, Ange- the Angel of Death. I love that. The Angel of Death. That's wonderful. God, you must be threatening, I'll tell you that. I don't like it. I don't I like it. Angela, we will not call you Angela Death. The Grim Reaper, yes, Great. but not Angela Death. That'd be good. Why are so many... Get- so, so I learned something today. Gig workers are just... they. That's their gig. They just... Do what they do. Amazon, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates. The list of gig employers getting sued by their workers keeps growing. Why Why are they getting sued, Angela? You know what? This is such a simple response. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. The reason they're getting, I mean, there, there's lots of laws, you know, that protect employees versus contract workers. But the real reason is because... Some of these online folks are just trying to be a little too greedy. If you were making a decent living, driving Uber, delivering food, would you ever sue your employer? Mm, I don't think so, as long as I got paid. You would not. No. Nope. You would not. If Back in the old days, when Uber first started, nobody was interested in suing them because the money that could be made was much greater than it is today. Really? So if these people were taught how to make money, they wouldn't sue. Mm. It's as simple as I that. Like, I like that. That's a good explanation. That works for me. By the way, I'm going to go back to calling you Angela Death because it says here, Guru Angela Heath. You're a guru. Did you know that? <laughs> she starts laughing. I'm a, I'm a guru. <laughs> That's a very important title. Yeah, you know how I I got that name because I was on a a TV show, and uh, I always challenge people, tell me what you do, and I can tell you how you can make money on your own doing gig work. And one lady tested me, and she's like, wow, how do you come up with all of this? I was like, it's simple, because prior to everybody getting jobs, we were all gig workers. I'm in radio. You know? I'm still a gig worker. I only work like, you know, four hours a day. Maybe she can tell us how yeah. to make money off of doing this. Yeah, maybe. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, how did you come about, uh, uh, how'd you come upon all this knowledge? in the No, first of all, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, in Cincinnati. but I've been in the D.C. area for blah, 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 many years. Oh, here we go. So Angela's <laughs> So are you very, saying you know young. the old days? <laughs> yes. that like we do. Uh, so just uh, observing certain things that you were—you're obviously a very educated person. 
Where did, where'd you go to college? Yes. Or highly educated, I, I guess would be better. Um, so, so you basically learned all these things from just observing different kinds of gig workers. Uh, you just kind of looked and said, this is not that difficult. No, well, actually, I mean, technically, I've been a gig worker pretty much my whole life. Oh, yeah, um, cool. okay. I think I worked for employer for five years, and then I started a consulting firm. And I did that for 20 years. So I, I was always getting contracts and ending contracts and getting new contracts. They just didn't call me a gig worker until lately. No, uh, that makes sense. Angela, I, I do have to ask you a question. Is yeah. it affecting gig workers and the fact that they're suing their employers, the, the fact that everybody loves to be a victim these days, everybody's bullying me, everybody's picking on me, I'm a victim. Is, is that part of this whole thing too, do you think? I mean, of course it is. Yeah. Um, of course it is partially that some people don't take responsibility for their earning. What typically right. happens with these online gig sites is somebody says, hey, I used XYZ. I made some money. So everybody runs to that online service. They don't bother to read any of the disclaimers. So then all of a sudden, when anything happens that they don't like, they're angry yeah. because they didn't read the disclaimers. Now, truth be told, none of us read all of those disclaimers. But what you can do is find out how do you make money using that particular site. Because there's always best practices, but yeah. you need to learn them so that you can maximize your time. You don't just go get in a car and sit in front of your house and then complain. You know what I mean? You've got to yep. learn yep. how do you do this thing. We will take a, you can be with us another segment, I hope. We're just going to take a couple of minute break here and be right back. Is that all right with you? Sounds good. Thank you, Guru. We'll be right back <laughs> with Angela Heath, Tom Bernard Show. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. What song is this? Uh, it's Huey Lewis in the news. It's stuck with you. Stuck with you? Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I'm stuck with you. Isn't that a sweet, <laughs> sweet thing to say? Ah, oh, Catherine, I've been stuck with you now for 37 you years. Certainly have. I certainly have. <laughs> Angela Heath with us, ladies and gentlemen. Do the hustle without the hassle. Um, you know what's funny, Angela, is when I was a kid growing up, uh, to hustle someone was not a good thing. I, mean, I know, I know. So when did the hustle become a good thing? My hustle, my current hustle. I don't know exactly when it became good. Probably when the millennials start talking about it, it became cool. Um, but hustle really just means that you are assertive 
about whatever it is that you do. So yeah. we're not talking about the negative part of it. We're not talking about the old dance from the 70s. We're talking about using the skills and talents you already know to earn income on your own. What if you're in radio and you don't have any skills or talents? <laughs> if you are in radio, you have tons of skills and talents. Oh, you do? Let me get you a couple voiceover gigs. Yeah, I did that for like 30 years. It was a wonderful life. You have a great voice. Oh, you're a wonderful person to say so. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. But, yeah, I, I did voiceover for a long Angela, I always tell a story about uh, from 1977 to 2008, so it was 31 years, 32 years, something like that. I did voiceover all over the country in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, where we lived on the weekends at that time. But my... That was before movie stars decided it was not beneath them to do commercials. They used to think it was beneath them to do voiceovers. And my last one in 2007 or 8, something like that, the last big one. I still once in a while do some stuff, but not very much. But um, I I called my agent, or my agent called me, actually, and and she said, okay, um, the United Airlines account, it's down to three of you. And I said, oh, three of us. Okay, who's that? And she said, you, Gene Hackman, and Paul Newman. <laughs> oh, great. That's, that ought to go. And, of course, Gene Hackman was the voice of United Airlines for a long, long time. That was probably a little bit earlier in 2008, though, but I don't remember exactly. But, yeah, once once movie stars decided it was not beneath them to do commercials, it took away that. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could still do voiceover for local products and things like that, but it's a lot of work, and there's not a whole lot of money in that part of it. It's all national TV commercials that you made all your dough. It was wonderful. Well, there's other things you can do with that gift. Like? You can teach all of the other people who have wonderful voices how they can earn a living doing what you used to do. See, one woman told me she would hire me to call and threaten people. <laughs> oh, well, that might work, too. That's what she thought. Collection, collection. agency. Yeah, collection. Collection. Yeah. Hey, look, pay up or I'm coming down there. So I'm, I'm just telling oh. you, pay up right now. You could never be that mean to people. Yes, I could. No, your voice is not meant for that. No. No, it's not. It's angelic, actually, don't you think? <laughs> I do. I do. See, Angela, Angelic. <laughs> That's work in the room right there, Ms. Heath. I'll tell you that. I'm working the room. <laughs> but it's, um, I, I love the way you look at life. Do the hustle without the hassle. You're talking about gig workers. So basically, you think, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but you think that everyone can succeed if they try. I do. That's I do. wonderful. Now, certainly, now, certainly, there is a reality to all of this. Mm-hmm. If you are a caregiver, for example, uh, caregiving Alzheimer's patient, that's like a 28-hour-a-day job. Yeah. So yeah. that's not going to be possible for you. Or maybe a mom with small children, and sometimes you've got a kid that just won't sleep. So there are, there are some exceptions. You know, you may have some physical challenges that limit what you can do. But for the most part, all healthy people can learn how to do this. It's easier for some, but all of us can learn how to earn some income on our own. You know, it's interesting, Angela, because I, I go and do speeches at schools, and we just did a panel down in Chicago for the... Uh, um, morning show people of America, other people that are on morning shows throughout America. I was part of a panel and that whole deal. And I do explain to them, if I could do this, anyone could do this. And it's an absolute fact because I never finished high school. I dropped out when I was 16 years old. I went to college for one day, couldn't find a place to park, so I quit. But I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, if, if I can make it, anyone can make it. I, I Look, I did educate myself. Uh, the one thing I I should not have said, which I didn't, I didn't really mean the way she took it, but my high school counselor said, why are you quitting school? And I said, because I need to get an education. And she didn't like that. Oh, wow. But what I meant by that, uh, Ms. Heath, was at that time, because I'm a little older than like 35, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like a lot older than that, actually. But back when I was in high school, we always had to wait for the very last person to catch up, and then we could move on. It was excruciatingly painful because, yeah. you know, thank God, because of, the, I guess, 
gifts I got from my mother and my father, I could comprehend things very quickly. And there were some people that were just never going to get it. So I never learned anything when I was in high school. Nothing. Uh, I went to a private school. It was a Catholic school. It's not not really private because anybody can go to a Catholic school. But I literally, in 10th grade, was being retaught the things I had learned in 6th grade. So I wasn't learning wow. anything. But she didn't understand. It's like, you're, I'm not learning anything here. So I guess I better go out in the world and figure it out. And it did work out for me. I was very, very lucky. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I must tell you, and most people don't believe this, but I got this voice from my mother. Okay. <laughs> That's a true story. My mother used to answer the phone. Is this Mr. Bernard? No, this is not Mr. Bernard. This is Mrs. <laughs> Bernard. I'm like, ooh, you're scary. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do think, don't you think... I guess just by by looking at your bio and talking to you, you do think anybody can do well if they just have some belief in themselves. They'll work very, very hard to get it done. Look, I, I when I first got into radio, I was working in, in two different cities at once. Uh, I was working in, in Minneapolis-St. Paul, and I was also working in Rochester, Minnesota, which at that time was a two-hour drive. So I'd be on from... from but you uh, did it. I did it, yeah. I was on from 7 to midnight in Minneapolis. I then, oh, excuse me, I was on 7 to midnight in Rochester, Minnesota. Then I would drive the two hours up and go on from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So I was, I was on the air 12 hours. When I wasn't driving, I was on the air 12 hours a day. But I, So, Tom, I, what you're telling me is that you would hustle. That's exactly what I'm saying. I agree and with you 100%. And that's not bad, right? No, not at all. I agree with it. You know, do the hustle without the hassle. Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with you 100%. I think... But see, this is the deal now. Mm-hmm. What people are not realizing. You know, everybody talks about you know, the changing economy, things are changing, technology, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Right. You have to learn how to harness the technology that is right in front of your face. Yep, yep. That's going to give you opportunities. Like, you know, you didn't have the opportunity when you were young to do a lot of this stuff online. No. But people have that same opportunity to do what you did, and you can do it without a website, without a domain name, without a tech person sitting next to you telling you what to do. It's as simple as it can be to take any gift, talent, and skill and earn some income from it. Now, some people may not make a lot, but you've got to be very creative. You've got to be willing to try different ways. But everybody can earn something. And if you hustle enough, you can earn a living. Angela, do you think, you don't mind if I call you Angela, do you? No, that's great. Miss Heath or Angela, or Guru, I could call you that. Um, (laughs) I do think both political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, are sending the wrong message to young people or all people because the focus is now on all the free stuff you should get. And they're only doing it to get you to vote for them. They're trying to give you taxpayer money so you will vote for them. And it's both parties that do it. I just don't think that's very good for the American people to be told you got no chance of making it without my help. That It's a very bad message to me, Angela. You know, the thing about free is there's always a cost for free. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is. So when you take free, you have to give up something else. I'll give you a perfect example. There are people who are 45 plus who have been laid off their jobs. Now, on average, it's taking them six to eight months to find another job. Most Americans don't have enough money to last two months without that yeah. every other week. Yep check coming in. So you're told that you can get unemployment. That's kind of free. You know, you've paid into it. Right. Most places you live, you can't live off unemployment alone. I'm in a D.C. area. We can't live off unemployment alone. I don't even know how much it is, but I know it's not enough for anybody to pay even rent, let alone mortgage. Right. So... Unemployment prohibits you from using your gifts, talents, and skills to make enough money so that you can live. So there's a trade-off. There's always a cost to free. Always. Yep, you're you're absolutely right. A lot of times there's an opportunity cost. Yeah, yeah, but the scary thing is that most people don't even know that they have opportunities. How do they not know that, though, Angela? 
Well, in, in this economy and what I teach people is how they can use these online gig sites to mm-hmm. earn income. A lot of people don't even know they exist. So they can't take advantage of what they don't know. There's not mm-hmm. Schools don't teach this kind of thing. No. I think it's wonderful. You know, and, and just like, you know, every kid who plays football well has been told in their imagination or by someone, a coach, that maybe one day they'll be in the NFL. We know the probability of that is nothing. Right. But nobody tells them, you have this keen interest in football. There are probably a good dozen or more ways you can take that interest and you can turn it into gig income. You can coach, you know, you can teach, you can create products. I mean, there's so many things you can do with anything you have an interest in, but people usually tell you to take that one path, the path that everybody is on, when the real earnings come being on a path that's less traveled. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes total sense. And by the way, do not believe everybody. I'll give you an example. You were just talking about doing voiceover. Um, When I first started going to New York to do voiceover, I would fly into LaGuardia and then take a taxi uh, through the Midtown Tunnel. We lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. And I was in a taxi one time coming from LaGuardia. And the guy says, hey, yeah, it's kind of weird because uh, I don't usually drive cabs, but they didn't have the guy. Guy didn't show up tonight, uh, so I had to drive tonight. I said, well, what do you usually do? Well, I'm the dispatcher. I'm the guy, you know, I dispatch the cabs. Like, you could never do that because you have a terrible voice. <laughs> That's what he told me. He thought that my voice would be, I mean, yes, we need a taxi at the corner of Lexington. And, uh, well, I don't think I'd dispatch like that, sir. But yeah, he told me, don't don't ever try to be a dispatcher. You have a terrible voice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I loved our conversation, Angela Heath. You are a guru. There's no question. Do the hustle without the hassle. I I love the message you're giving people. This whole doom and gloom thing that people, everybody's picking on me, and I'm a victim, and it's doom and gloom. You're there with the exact opposite message, so I really admire you for that, and thank you so much for your time today. It was wonderful talking to you. Same here. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Angela Heath, ladies and gentlemen, do the hustle without the hassle. Isn't that nice to hear an educated person? Yes. This woman's highly educated. You can just tell by talking to her. Say, no, 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 don't give up. You can absolutely make it by yourself. You don't need the government to carry your ass. As a matter of fact, what she said is what we've been saying on the show for a long time. If you think you're getting all that help for free, you're crazy. You're going to end up paying with your life someday. They're going to ruin your life by handing you free this free that and free other thing just so you'll vote for them and keep them in the money yeah they, mm-hmm. it's, and the concept she she brought up was that there's uh whenever you purchase something there's the opportunity cost of the money you just spent yep but there's and i don't know what the phrase would be it's not a cost but it's, a, it's an opportunity price that uh is given up missed. whenever you yeah. receive money from the government because you yep. it's missed oh, something's yeah. right. missed mm-hmm. so it's like it's you're losing something that is because you're not forcing yourself to work and get back to work do something else. I, I just else. love it. This whole thing now, I see the, the mayor of St. Paul's got some $70 million housing plan. So everybody's going to get free houses now? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to drive down the price and the cost of housing and all those housing jobs? Well, I, I just I don't, I don't understand what the hell. You, all you're doing is buying people's votes. I know that's what you're doing. You know that's what you're doing. You're not trying to help well, anybody. Also, you know, there's also the fact that if you're, if you're going to make public housing, the hoops and the costs of creating public housing oh, yeah. because the government's involved in it, Yep. It's like I think it's like thirty five percent higher, higher, yeah, than it is. anybody else's <laughs> apartment building. I it know. makes no sense. No, you're one hundred percent right. One hundred percent correct. Thank you. We'll be right back, Tom. But aren't you? Mm-hmm. 